Yo, yo, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Lit Shooters Podcast. Oh my gosh, right now in my head, I'm hearing a round of applause. Um, I don't know if I'll throw that in the edit or not, but I am so happy, man. This is this is great. This is exciting. Um, I have been wanting to do this little podcast for such a, a long time now, and uh, I'm so glad that you, whoever you are, are listening to the first ever episode of the show. Uh, yeah, so uh, today's episode, the first ever episode, is with a good friend of mine, Olivia Coons. She is an incredible photographer. Um, you know, we met in college about going on eight years now. And um, man, she has just, you know, shown me so much as far as photography goes. She has... Um, really been an inspiration to me uh and i just thought you know if i'm gonna do this show i'm gonna i'm gonna want to start it off with somebody that i'm comfortable with somebody that um i have had these conversations with in the past and someone who is um easy to talk to and so that's who that's who she is and you're gonna see it we have a lot of fun this conversation is great you get to hear her story um you know she's a jack of all trades she's a uh, lifestyle wedding family um all that photographer and she's uh, she's really really good at it you know and so i think that uh i think you guys are gonna enjoy the conversation uh thanks for tuning in on my first ever episode um you <laughs> uh fan out of uh i guess it's gonna be about five or six of you guys listening to this first one which is all good with me <laughs> um i'm just happy to have whoever you are um tuning in so um yeah, thank you so much. And uh, as you can tell, I'm not the best at all this stuff. But here's me introducing my first ever episode. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, without further ado, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Lit Shooters Podcast with me, your host, Gregory Castell. <laughs> uh, today, for our first debut inaugural episode, we will be joined by. Sorry, not we will. We be are joined by uh, none other than my good friend Olivia Coates. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you for being here because um, I, when I'm starting something new like this, I I feel like it's something that can just like bring me so much uh, intense nervousness, and I just was like, this is this is a uh, scary, and I think it's really cool to do something with a friend first and so I thank you for yes. being that friend and stepping there and Well Greg, this is my first podcast ever as well. So we're doing this first thing together. First recording for me, first recording for you. It's gonna be great. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. So I didn't give the most elaborate intro to you because I want you to tell um the listeners kind of like a general like what like, what are you? Like, what do you do? Um, who are you? What am I? What, <laughs> what are you? I am 25. <laughs> I live in New Jersey and I am a wedding and portrait photographer. Um, I have been shooting for about seven or eight years, but have just completed my first year as a full-time photographer. Wow. You know, it seems like, and just because I've, I've known you, it seems like, it, I don't know, you just said that 
you just completed your first year yeah full time but it just it just because you've been shooting for so long and that just doesn't seem in, like accurate and like she's been oh, shooting man. forever i know but i guess it's, like it's crazy guy i mean you i mean i feel like we both know each other too like even in our friend group in college we were always the two people that like would show up somewhere with a camera like that was just yeah we were like the designated photographers to everything so yeah i feel like both of us we've just we get it like we've been there so long <laughs> mm-hmm. um all right, but I want I want to rewind a whole lot. Okay, so let's do it. what <clears throat> what was life like growing up? Well, where did you grow up? Tell the people your interesting <laughs> background. Where did where you grow, did you grow up? up? Yeah, so I was born in Oklahoma City, but my parents moved our family down to Argentina whenever I was 18 months old. And we lived there until, well, I lived there until I was 17. My parents lived there for a total of about 25 years. Um, but I left Argentina whenever I came to college in Virginia. Wait, whoa. Yeah, yeah, sorry, a lot there's of information. A, there's a detail that I never knew. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> I didn't know the Oklahoma City part. Wait, like what? Months. Did you think I, I was, thought yeah. You were, yeah, I thought you no, were born in Argentina. Nope, nope. I was born in Oklahoma. And then actually we moved to Costa Rica for a year. And then we went to Argentina. <laughs> how am i learning this about you during my podcast i don't know we should probably ask each other some more questions more often yeah so <laughs> born in oklahoma city moved mm-hmm. to costa rica when you were eight like a, a year and a half uh yeah a little under yeah yeah what? that's where we learned then... spanish and then moved to argentina argentina yeah okay great country everyone right. should visit that's that's wild and so <laughs> you also are a um um you're one of six. One of six kids. We got the real life Brady Bunch in my family. That's insane. It's like a sitcom. It literally, our family is a sitcom. Yeah. It's true. Are you the only uh, person in your family that is artistic? Do you have? The, are you the only one that does artistic endeavors? No. Um, so I would say that my mom definitely passed on the art gene. I would say to everybody mm. in my family in their own ways. Um, I'm, so I studied graphic design in college and then do photography full-time now, but I have two brothers who also studied architecture, which very, very artistic and design oriented field. Um, both of my sisters are, um, I would say have a very, very good eye for things both in like, and I say that only because like, as they've designed their houses, as they've just been like, oh, I'm going to pick this up and make it like they can just do it. And my other brother as well just has such a good eye for just so many things so I would say that everyone has their own artistic endeavors yeah that's dope um so when you left um at age 18 you left uh Argentina to go to college you already were were you already thinking that you were going to study art like from the jump or no I had no idea I actually so in the application for the college that both of us went to, mm-hmm. they, I feel like I remember be feeling like I had to decide what I wanted in that moment. So I just closed my eyes and pick, picked a field. So I was first signed up as an international relations major, which why? And then I switched to education and then I switched to graphic design, but I only did graphic design because I saw that they had a typography class and I thought that was calligraphy. And so I signed up for it, not really knowing what it was. Um, and hated well, it. And that's yeah. because you were always drawing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and because I am a terrible test taker and I heard that in the art majors, you don't have to take any tests. You just have to do projects. So that really drew me. And they're right. You don't. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I just, yeah, I just remember, um, you know, because I, I, I minored in photography and I just remember thinking like, I'm not going to need to really do like study and like do a bunch. It's just going to be like, um, you know, make sure you're shooting yeah. and shooting and shooting and shooting and getting creative and then doing this and doing that and then getting graded off of that type of stuff. Totally, totally, um, totally. Which is like, so yeah. it's nice in theory until like, I feel like with projects, you are never actually done. Like you can be doing things right up until the time that you have to turn something in. With right. like tests and like assignments, it's like at one point you're done and like you're good. You can just hang it up. But man, that my theory of like not having to work as hard for an art major was just like totally flawed. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was ter- that's a terrible idea. Yeah, thinking so that you're not gonna work. Um, so in college, mm-hmm. when did you? Well, was it college when you first picked up a camera? No, so I first picked up a camera. It was gifted to me by my parents when I was 15 years old. Um, oh. And I, yeah, just kind of started shooting then. I think my first paid gig was in college. I want to say my freshman or sophomore year of college, um, and it was those grad shoots, those like senior cap and gown, like take my photo in front of our school emblem and the stairs (laughs) and all the things. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so 15, 15 years old is when I first picked up my camera. Do you remember what it was? Nikon D3000. Okay, actually, wait, no, that's not true. That was my first DSLR. I had a point and shoot before that. It was some kind of Sony, I don't know what kind of camera it was. Yeah. And it was terrible. Like, I would get <laughs> so frustrated because I'd point my camera at something and take a photo, and it would never look like what I was picturing <laughs> in my head because the quality was terrible and the lighting was all off and everything was, oh man. But then I got the Nikon yeah. and everything was better. <laughs> Come to think of it, I think my first camera also was like, I think in middle school, I think somebody gave me, like, we were at Walgreens or something like that, and we got this, like, this point-and-shoot score camera at Walgreens that was, like, $20, $30 that, that it was, it slid. Like, you can slide a little oh, panel. Oh, like, the, and then the cap, and then it, like, pops out by itself. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, and then you can see, like, the flash. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it was terrible. Yeah, it was so, so bad. bad and so frustrating. I, I got my first real i mean i got another point and she was as my second camera yeah. and it was like a, pa- a canon power shot oh, nice. and it was a little more official and yeah that's yeah, I was yeah. Like, this. you're like i'm, I'm legit now <laughs> yeah. that's awesome oh, man so you said that you were shooting and then you got your first uh paid opportunity just mm-hmm. to do some graduation portraits for yeah. people right yep it was at the time, very, very exciting. Um, basically, anyone that would let me take their photo, they were mm-hmm. just my models for life. Like, they just had, they were just it. Like, I was like, okay, cool. You have basically just agreed to be my friend for the rest of your life so I can keep taking your photos. <laughs> yeah. So, before that graduation thing, it was just like your friends? Yeah. So, shooting. I feel like when I first started, there was like a couple of my friends actually in, I feel like mostly high school. Um, like to take photos and we're kind of getting into it as like an art and like and that's really what it was it was just like this totally new way of exploring art that I hadn't really um figured out yet and it was kind of like a new task and a new something new that I could just yeah figure out 
Um, so me and my friends would all model for each other and like try to find new locations and scout out new places. And then eventually, sometimes we would recruit our other friends to be our models and work together. Models. And, and yeah, models. Um, <laughs> and it was always fun too, because we all had different cameras. And so we, you know, hand each other our cameras off to each other person so that everybody was like experimenting with new things. Um, yeah. And so I feel like my friends were my models up until... Well, they still are my models. I don't even know what they're talking about. They still are my models. That's great. So So, like when you were doing all this stuff um, just for fun and um, just kind of like getting your feet wet or whatever, did you self, were you self-taught when it comes to like editing and whatnot? Like did you like purchase uh, Lightroom and all that stuff or? Yeah. Wow. I can't, man, when I first started, I used like the editing software that the computer came with. Basically, you just hit edit and then you just do whatever you want to the contrast oh, yeah. and exposure, you know, yeah. which in that time it was like bring the brightness all the way up, exposure all the way across, just like make things like very saturated and ugly. Um, and oh, then <laughs> you're gonna just look back and you're like, why you're was like, I what? doing that? And it was it so was painful, it's so bad, and it's so painful because like I would edit the originals and like save over the originals, and so like all my original photos are gone and they're just these Same. terrible messes, anyway. Yeah. Um, and then contrast I, all the way up, so gross. Yeah. Um, and then I downloaded something called Photoscape. I don't know if that was like only a thing in Argentina, was that a thing yeah, up here? Too? I had that too, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and you added like all like the cool vintage effects and stuff, and you were like. <laughs> oh, I'm such an artist. Um, did that. Picnic was a huge thing for a long time. Used a lot of Picnic. Um, I was so bad with uh, that I put, I, I used Photoscape and I would put like my um, trademark on it. I would put, <laughs> Just in like, case anybody <laughs> tried to steal your photo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I'm like in 11th grade, I'm doing like GCP with like, this copyright logo like, yeah. on all of my photos. Mine said like, Olivia Kuhn's photography, which is a very like long statement to like like so bad i'm like and i remember my mom being like i don't think anyone's gonna try to take this from you (laughs) it's like mom mom i'm a professional like mom come on um yeah but i didn't like start i started using photoshop in college whenever we had like because you had like all the free stuff so i started experimenting in college but like even my first i want to say like six weddings i shot i edited all on photoshop I didn't, I just didn't know about Lightroom. Like I didn't have any awareness of batch editing or like good organization or any of it. Um, And so like after I graduated college actually is whenever I started using Lightroom, which wow, changed my life. So nice. (laughs) So what did you, okay, so let's move forward a little bit. You graduated college with Mm -hmm. a degree in? Graphic design. Boom, graphic design. Mm-hmm. And then um, how did you end up in New Jersey? And yeah. Or I guess I guess you're saying New Jersey, but like you technically were, were you ever living in New York City? Uh, not New York City, just New York State. Yeah. Okay. And so you were just in that New Jersey, New York area mm-hmm. working, doing yeah. um, what? So when I first moved, I had a... I was working as a part-time photographer for myself. I was working as an assistant photographer slash associate for another well-established photographer in the city. And then I was also full-time graphic design for a small business in New York State. So the first year of my life, kind of a blur because, or first year of my life here was kind of a blur because (laughs) I had no time to do anything ever. Um, But yes, those were, those were the three. That sounds fun though. 
that's a word for it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like, something. One of the three things you were doing was in New York City and just like that, those yeah. three words, New York City. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it, I, it definitely wasn't New York City all the time. Um, it really was whatever the photographer, Lauren, whatever she needed. It was kind of like I was there and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Like, teach me your ways. So I just kind of fulfilled whatever role it was that she needed at the time. And so she became sort of like a mentor? Yeah, so shout out to Lauren. Lauren Laurel Creative is her Instagram. Go give her a follow. She's fantastic. She's amazing. Wonderful photographer, wonderful human, inside and out. Just like so, so incredible. Um, but yeah, she basically took a very, very big chance on me and offered me to come and work for her part time, which is how I ended up in New Jersey in the first place. Um, and so I you know, hopped on calls with her. I shot on her behalf sometimes if she couldn't make a shoot. I would second shoot for her with for weddings, kind of all the all the big What things. what was everything that she did? What what did she do in what sense? Like Yeah, like like what in what capacity? Like what is her um photography uh I guess you would call it category, you know? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. She does and she still does um a lot of fashion, lifestyle. She does a lot of influencers in the city and she does weddings as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, I've been obviously following her as well. She's, you know, she's a mutual friend and I like, yeah, some people are just so multifaceted. Like I, I can't pin her down to one thing. No. And she's, in, she's so good about it too, because I think yeah. something that clients are really drawn to about her is that she really knows her clients well. So like she can envision something for them, which is something I like really wanted to learn from her. She can like brainstorm things with her clients and then like complete things yeah. exactly to their expectation because she is so multifaceted and because she's yeah. so good at what she does. So good. I'm um I'm keeping my eye on like her feet so that because like we're right now we're recording in the middle of New York Fashion Week and I'm oh, wondering yeah. if she's gonna like you know come. Yeah, up I don't know actually. Like, oh, I shot for this house or I did this model and like I'm super interested in fashion so like. I used to I used to just be completely tapped into all she all that she you know throws out because I don't know it's inspiring. Oh, she's and, so good. And um, I saw it was like a couple of years ago. I was like, the, the, I know that she's done a lot of things that are considered big to a lot of people, uh, but for me, the thing that I thought was huge was um, when she. Well, this is gonna sound like I'm like a fanboy or whatever. I love it. But when she shot, it was right after the season of. <laughs> it was right after the bachelor season. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and then it was like months later. It was like she shot the the runner up or whatever. Uh, um, Kayla Quinn. Kayla Quinn. And well, I was like, she does. She's done. A, I wanted to win. I know she does a lot of batch. Like she works with a lot of bachelor people. Uh, oh my gosh! I can't believe I just confessed that on episode one. No oh. one's gonna keep watching this. <laughs> no one's gonna keep listening to this podcast. Oh no! Now. I think I think you just gained some loyal supporters. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, well, I remember too. I was fangirling so hard. And I was like, keep your cool, keep your cool, keep your cool, keep your cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. good. But so during that time when that was happening, you were her assistant. Yeah, so I think the word she used was associate, but basically was her assistant. So associate. I started to, I feel like the first year, I also did a lot of her graphic design things. So if she needed new documents for weddings or for clients or like updates to, you know, whatever it was, like I would help her kind of get that stuff out. Um, and then it was maybe like 
nine or ten months in after I had shot a few second weddings with her or shot a weddings with her as a second shooter she Mm -hmm. added me as like an associate photographer in the wedding scene so it was like if people wanted the same laurel creative experience they could hire me for a cheaper price they would hire me instead of her as like the main photographer um and like since then she's expanded her team too so there's like six people I think at her this five or six people that are in her team who kind of do the same thing in different roles so maybe there's like more of a fashion-based person or a couple wedding people or some people who are more involved in like brands and all the you know all the realm of it but that's cool because like I mean just for all of her associates including you like you get to observe a lot and you Mm -hmm. get to see which I guess um which uh type of work excites you the most you know so I guess you were doing some of those you know projects and you're like I think this is something that I like to do yeah so like eventually when you decided for yourself I'm going to be more specifically a wedding photographer yeah yeah um and what year was that 2018 you know I don't know if I ever decided that I think it just was like given to me (laughs) (laughs) all of a sudden I was getting like so many wedding inquiries and I was like oh okay cool I guess I'll do this which is great because I love it (laughs) Um, But I would say probably I really started seeing that kind of be where I was headed in early 2019. Um, Yeah, early 2019. And then 2020, which very weird year to go full time as a photographer, wouldn't recommend doing that during COVID, um, was like, I think, I mean, it was also like my first year, again, full time. And so I think all the weddings Mm -hmm. that I was getting... um, it just was like more it just solidified the fact that like i just like love the wedding industry so much it's so fun it's such mm-hmm. a really cool cool thing so obviously like i'm not in that right so i'm going to ask you some questions about the wedding industry that i just think are so it's like it's it's such a fascinating uh industry because i've done mm-hmm. two weddings okay. and like i'm like this is grueling like this is a lot of work and yeah. i you know i just re- had so much respect <laughs> for you guys <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so when you're doing weddings, when you book a wedding, are you also, um, like, are you also thinking this is not going to be a one man job or a one woman job? This is like, I've got a team. Are you going into it thinking like, all right, I'm going to go with a second shooter. I'm yeah. going to have like, uh, I guess you would call it a co-editor. I don't know what you would call that, but somebody who helps you edit. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on each wedding. Um, it depends on what my clients ask for specifically because some people would rather like I mean I basically for any wedding that is over six hours I bring a second shooter no matter what because it's a huge stress relief for me it alleviates a lot of the pain for me during the day to feel like I have to be present every single moment or else like the shot will not get taken mm-hmm. um even like if I need to go to the bathroom it's like I can't because I have to be there um So I always bring a second shooter. As far as editing goes, um, that's actually a big goal for me for this year is to find somebody that I trust to do that. I have like a little bit of control control issues when it comes to my work Um, and just like my style and editing and all the things. Um, But yeah, I I mean, it it just really depends on each wedding. Yeah. Do you, um, gosh, so do you go into like, do you go into the weddings um with a bunch like do you have a bunch of uh meetings prior to the wedding with the um i guess bride and groom and anyone else or just the bride and groom 
Yeah, so again, super dependent on what the vibe is of the couple. Some couples are like, we've talked once, mm-hmm. good to go, we don't need to talk again, because it like stresses them out more sometimes. Or there right. are the couples who will want to have conversations once every couple of months until the wedding is there, which either one, mm-hmm. I'm totally cool with. It doesn't make any difference to me. Um, but really the biggest thing is, I mean, usually I book people, if I can get them on the phone after they've inquired, then I probably already booked them. Um, because people just want to know that who they're talking to is somebody they like want to hang out with. And so, which I honestly love hanging out with my couples. I've actually become like really good friends with people who I've met through photography who have been my clients. Uh Hung out with a few of them like a few months ago, like went over to their house, like cracked open a bottle of wine. I was like, what's up with life? Like how's married life? And it's just fun. Sorry. Total different tangent, but, um, but but yeah, no, usually my role within the day is like. I am basically setting up the timeline. I'm coordinating with all the vendors because everyone has to work around the photographer. That's just kind of how it is. Um, I'm kind of coordinating with the videographer as well, like what things are important for him to capture, what are him or her, like mm-hmm. what is like, what, is, what do they need from me as well? Also um, kind of making sure that like the bride and groom are as little least stressed as absolutely possible is always my goal that they can enjoy part of their cocktail hour. Like it's just kind of like yeah. all the big uh-huh. things that you're like, I know that this is something that they want. I have, I like have put it upon myself to be the one that has to grant them that enjoyment for the day. Um, so I would say that I, and I would say most photographers take on the role of everybody in some capacity on the wedding day. Yeah. So when it's the wedding day, when do you, or uh, maybe even outside of the wedding day, like when do you have time to scout like the location or like, are you even responsible for doing that? Cause like when I did the, when I did a, a second shot once uh, two years ago for somebody and I was asked to uh, grab the fellas, like, grab the groomsmen and do some shoots with them yeah. or just like do all like, you know, do their thing. And I was like, okay, well, first let me look at where I'm going to do that. And so yeah. I'm kind of just like walking around this, this field. I'm like, uh, yeah. and it just wasn't really like a good vibe for me. It wasn't really a, a pretty or whatever location. Yeah. So I kind of had to like um, makeshift it. And yeah. I just, yeah. So I just, my question is like, do you do that the day before or do you do the day of? Oh man. If it's close to me, I love going ahead of time. But a lot of my weddings, some of them happen out of state. Some of them happen in Texas. Some of them happen in, you know, PA. And so I would say I've only ever had a handful of weddings where the venue is within an hour. And so in a lot of cases, I don't scout ahead of time. If I can, I get somewhere early if they're like they're getting ready at the venue so I can like look around and stuff. But even that sometimes doesn't happen because the bride and the groom will get married at a hotel and then travel to the venue. Um, so as much as possible, like I will ask the couples, like when they're at the venue to send me pictures of it so that I can see at least kind of get a picture of where things are happening. Um, because yeah, it's really hard. Like you said, like, it's hard to go in somewhere blind and be like, well, I hope that this is going to (laughs) work because this is happening once for them. Yeah. But is it true that like like, after the wedding, like that's when, that's when most of the work is done, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that like most of like a photographer's weekly, you yeah. know, like, like the, the week, week is just looks, looks like you in, in your crib editing totally. and then there's like a couple of days where you're shooting yeah. the wedding. Yeah, no, totally. I, so usually like I will leave a wedding and either go to the hotel or go come home mm. 
and I will send sneak peeks that very same night. So they'll they'll get like at least three to five like oh, pictures so that cool. very same night. Yep. Um, and it, that's like one of the things that people like are like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, here you go. Um, also, I didn't get that. I mean, yeah. I, I love my my yeah. you know, not oh, the show guy. No, I yeah. love everything that happened with me, but mm-hmm. that's like I never even thought that that would be an option, and that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, and and usually like I mean I'll just import the folder of photos that like I know like the couple photos are at, and just like send like edit really quick, send a few, and just be done with it. Um, but also like I even like backing up your photos and like exporting them, like getting them, you know, yeah. all the whole process takes forever. Um, which I do think, I mean, I feel like I'm also like a quicker than most, like I, you know, send some people some photos the night of, I will send them a highlight reel within a couple of weeks and then I'll send their whole gallery. They'll get within four to six weeks, like easy. Mm-hmm. Not because well, you also develop and work on, um, you know, presets. Yeah. So I've created my yeah. own preset. So everything is a lot quicker and smoother. Um, yeah. 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 Much respect on that. Like, like I, I, I don't think there's anybody out there who's a photographer who's like, Ugh, you don't individually like work on, you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, first off I work smarter. And secondly, yeah. like, you know, these are, these are good presets and like I made it. It's not like, you know, I just kind of like, I'm not throwing things into Visco yeah, and just like. Totally. And I feel like a lot of photographers nowadays too, like, I mean, people hire you based on what you're giving them, like what they're seeing on Instagram, what they're seeing on your website, the style that you provide. And so yes. for me, it's like very important to remain consistent in that. And like, it's also part, yeah, like for me, photography is a business. It is my work, but it is also a art that I'm very passionate about. And so I'm going to hand something over that I'm very proud of. And mm-hmm. I'm proud of my preset. Like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give them what, you know, they've paid and hired me for. So do you, do you have any other, like, outside of wedding photography? I know that you do, like, first off, I think that you just love love. Like, you're, you're surrounded so by, you, you do, do weddings, you do, like, proposals. I can't and, stop. It's so, you know what I'm saying? I'm, like, constantly crying, like, all the time. It's, like, I'm just crying happy tears literally yeah. 100% through, but, yes. That's cool. I love love, too. I don't know if I'm going to ever, like, jump into weddings. Like, I even got asked recently, of, like, if I am interested in it. Um, and I was like, oh, man. Like, I just think of, for me, when I think of it, I associate it with work. And I, I don't know why, but I know that that's not how it is for everybody. Yeah. But I say, so I want to ask you, like, yeah. do you ever think of anything outside of that like that um, sphere, like the love sphere. Yeah, the field of love. Do you ever think of anything like working in, I don't know, like sports or fashion yeah. or like just, like, do you think of anything outside of that? Yeah. Want to be a paparazzi one day? Nope. Um, <laughs> definitely not. Um, I, I just really enjoy it. I think like sometimes I enjoy like branching out a little bit. So I do work with some bloggers pretty consistently um, yeah. or like some influencers here and there i also work with some restaurants i'm um, doing both photos and social media so it kind of there are other things that i do um mm-hmm. and i would pretty much be down for anything um but i definitely like the the love sphere is is where it's at for me i just love it yeah. so much it's so good my brother um real quick this is just a real quick day yeah, yeah. my brother one, one time was talking to me about photography like he was asking me questions about it and he was like are you, do you think you're ever going to eventually like level up and do video and then I was like I don't know if I should I don't know I don't know if I should like, phrase it as leveling mm-hmm. up like I, I would do video but like I don't think I'm you're a you level know. down because you do photography 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was making it seem. He's like, yeah. and I was like, why did you? I asked him that. I was like, why would you think that that's what I'm doing is uh, less than? Mm-hmm. And well, he's like, well, there's just like more of a demand for video. There's more mm-hmm. like people, especially in you know the age that we're in now, um, digitally. Like mm-hmm. video is more important, you know, for memory and for social media, and there's just it's more clickable and mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, he had a lot of good points and it's like, it's probably true, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not seeing it in the sense where it's like, I'm not seeing art as work. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I saw it as that, if I saw it as like that opportunity to make money and that's like all it is to me, then I'd be like, oh man, I need to level up. But mm-hmm. for me, it's like, like, I love, you know, still yeah. photography. I just, yeah. that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Okay. I don't get the same, mm-hmm. um, you know like i don't get the same yeah satisfaction mm. so yeah no totally I no i think that's so true and i think um i feel like finding that balance too where you can like make money off of something that you love and also not make it all work is wow such a hard balance but once you figure that mm-hmm. thing out it is like it makes everything a lot more enjoyable so much more enjoyable <laughs> yeah yeah uh let me just fire a quick random question to you that has nothing to do with photography hit me um and i just want for those who are um interested in living in the area you live yeah. to know where is or sorry not where is but what is your favorite restaurant in new york city go new york city i don't ever yeah. i don't live in new york city you're right there right no. you don't want new york city to eat okay actually okay i do have an answer for this so mm-hmm. my boyfriend is vegan and so one of the rest like for his birthday i was like i'm gonna take him to this like super nice vegan restaurant because i hate to cook and i've only just started cooking. i didn't know he was vegan yeah he is um i only just started cooking in general like because it's not something i enjoy like spending my time on um but now adding <laughs> the fact that like i have to like make vegan things so that he can eat it is just like a whole new realm of torture but um i so for <laughs> his birthday he likes <laughs> he makes a lot of garbanzo bean things but for his birthday, I was like committed. I was like, I'm going to find a vegan, good vegan restaurant. It's called Avant Garden. It's very, it's a little bit more pricey, but it's all like very, very fancy vegan food. And it was probably the most delicious thing that I've ever put in my mouth. The end. Hey, shout out to them. Avant Garden. Avant Garden. That's actually, oh, I get the name. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, Avant Garden. <laughs> yeah, good left. job. Good branding right <laughs> well, there. Um, yeah, I'm going to put that in my, in a mental safe, avant-garden. Um, before I let you go, um, if you were to go back in time Mm. and speak to the, I guess the 15, 16 year old Olivia, Mm -hmm. (laughs) are you smiling like that? She's like, I'm just just, imagining Um, little me. Yeah, what type? What piece of advice would you give for her? Uh, for her, regarding art, art in general. Yeah. Ooh, um, I would say I struggled for a very long time, feeling like being very artistic was not as noble or good or fulfilling as just being like naturally smart naturally athletic naturally good at you know other things that a lot of people find as important valuable things which they're all very important and valuable but like I especially I feel like when we were that age there was not really an emphasis on art like it was like a thing kids did to like pastime um and I always yeah I always just like really struggled with finding value in it 
Um, so I would probably tell little 15-year-old me that art is very, very, very valuable. Being able to communicate something through whatever means that right. means for you is so so valuable. It is something that sometimes maybe very few people can read into, but those like very few people who can read into it are probably the people that need it the most. And like to me, that's like a beautiful, beautiful thing that you as an artist can have the capability of communicating something either so grand for a lot of people to understand or very, very specific to only like a few people can understand. But like because it's such and it can be such a relational thing, it mm-hmm. has such it there's like no level too big or too small that it doesn't have some kind of importance in the world. Right. And I think that that is so unique. Like that is such a cool, cool thing. So I think, yeah, I think that. That, that is, is so well said, Olivia. Thank you. Yeah, no, really. Thank you. I, I didn't even know what, what type of answer I was going to get out of you. That was so great. That was so well said. Um, so is there any, Olivia, is there anything else you'd like to add or say to my three or four listeners? Oh, well, to all you three or four listeners, um, you should tell your friends to listen more, first of all, so that he can get like five or six listeners. That would be great. Spread the word. Spread the word about Greg. He's literally the best, best human, one of the best people I know. Um, no, but I would just say, you know, hit me with a follow. My Instagram is yeah. Olivia Faith underscore. My website is oliviafaith.net. Um, and reach out. I think to me, one of the most beautiful things about social media is the ability to connect with other artists and mm-hmm. people, at least in the photography world, I have felt are very open about sharing process, sharing struggle, sharing things that are easy, things that are hard, things that have worked for them, things that I haven't. And so hit me up. I love talking about photography. Uh, yeah. All right, y'all. You guys follow her, Olivia, middle name Faith. Um, thank you so much once again for uh, being a part of this. Oh, my goodness. And um, man, I am just so excited and so happy. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. The success. So I'm so excited. Oh, Greg, it's going to be great. Love you. Love you. uh, Yeah, everybody, thank you for listening. This is Lux News Podcast. Ah. (laughs) You did it. (laughs)